Let's get to the All right, main so meal. Star Wars time. No. Um, oh, gosh. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, RJ, what was what's your? Oh. Hold on, Hector. I was just gonna say, uh, RJ, what's your overall thoughts on the sequel trilogy? I think that we saw some really cool CGI. I think that there were, you know, at least two cool characters that came out of it. Cool. Okay. But I... If it had not existed, nothing... I don't know. What'd you say? I, Repeat that. I also, not existed, nothing would be different. Um... <laughs> I love Star Wars very much. You know that, Devin. This it, it means a lot to me. It's it's basically the Game of Thrones of like movies for me. Fantasy. Yeah, dude, and it's like, oh god, it was just so pain. Like I, to me, you know, I didn't really get to go see. Um, you know, I obviously I didn't get to see the original movies, but I didn't get to see the prequels really in theaters uh, because I was so young. You know, I definitely didn't see them enough to like take them in. So for me, this was my source theatrical experience and everything. So going into it with that sense of wonder, you know, I always left the movie theaters like, wow, that was great. And then afterwards I thought about it and that wonder did not last long. Uh, And it still doesn't. There's a lot that I'm not particularly fond of with that, with the sequel trilogy, I suppose, if I can put it that way. Hector, well, what are you gonna I was going to try to segue into Star Wars, but I guess we've already done that. Um, I get, yeah. Um, okay. I think for us, before we get into Star Wars as a whole, I think we need to tell the audience how our view on Star Wars, because I think it's all vastly different from each of us. Okay. Um, okay, Hector, oh, how about okay, you? Go um, next? Uh, I would. <laughs> It's weird because I, I like Star Wars, but I'll never, I never have the the guts to say that I'm a fan of it because of the history of the fandom, and just like how, you know, people view um, the fans as a whole. But I guess I can say I'm just a casual fan of Star Wars. I haven't even seen all of them, but um, I loved the original trilogy. I loved it as a kid. Um, don't love it as much as I was into. I was more into other stuff like superheroes and Transformers than I was with Star Wars. So I never watched the prequels. Um, I did see the Clone Wars in theaters. That was my first Star Wars movie. But even with that, I was never into the Clone Wars. That into the Clone Wars. So um, when the Force Awakens was announced, that was kind of my real my real like introduction to Star Wars. Um, so. I'll get into the sequel trilogy later, but um, I have very, very mixed feelings with the sequel trilogy and even just overall the recent movies. Um, yeah, so we'll get we'll get into that. Um, for me, like it's the same way with RJ. Like I, I didn't watch. I, I was a child. Like I. I have a specific memory of going to one of the Star Wars prequels to theaters, but I do not remember it. But I yeah. think it was Revenge yeah. of the Sith. But well. I, 
I just don't recall it because I was I didn't have the mental capacity cars. to remember. But <laughs> don't try to compare cars to another movie. That's we true. did that with Once Upon a Time. You compared that to cars. There was a moment that in Once Upon a Time he in did. Hollywood that just reminded me of cars. I actually haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet, but anyway, I know that's that's yeah. off time. Yeah, sorry. Back yeah. to But um I I I just rewatched Force Awakens and I I remember Same. seeing it three times in theaters, which is wild. Same. But I watched it three times in theaters because, like, I had different scenarios. Like, I went with my grandmother, I went with my friends, and I went with my father. And um, I like I liked it on the first viewing, but then I I could like I didn't necessarily like dislike it when I watched them again. I just like I got tired because like watching like those kind of movies over and over again kind just gets really really tiring. But I, I now like, I think the Force Awakens is fine, but I have problems with it. I despise. I kind of do despise Ooh, uh, Last Jedi now, which okay. is unfortunate, be- because I used to like it like you, Hector. I despise. And I'm with right- you. I used to be like okay with it, but I, now I despise it as well. Like for a while, I have. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, but um, don't worry, Hector. I will we're not gonna attack you guys. Yeah, we won't. Only one part. There, there's only one part of that movie that, if you genuinely like it, I'll attack you for. There's only about, one part, and it's that goddamn casino <laughs> in it. Okay, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Go on. And Rise of Skywalker is just funny to laugh at how stupid it is. I guess we'll. Talk about The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. But actually, before we do, um, New Hope Mastered. What'd you guys think of Rogue One and Solo? What'd you guys think of Solo? Loved Solo, didn't get the chance in theaters, and I really should have because it's a fantastic movie. Um, You know, uh, Rogue One, I hated it first, and then I hated it less. And now I just hate it a little less still. I think it's boring. Like, except for the Vader Uh-oh. scene, but everybody fucking loves the Vader yeah. scene, so what to do there? Yeah. But, um, I was gonna say, I, I saw Rogue One in theaters. I was kind of bored of it. Like, I just felt a little bored. But then, like, the final act was really intense, I thought. But, yeah. And Solo... Hector, RJ, you both know I absolutely I, love it now, but um, I, I never gave it a chance in theaters. Either. I will always regret and, that. Um, well, so do I. I regret that. Sucks for you deeply. both. I saw it. In but I was, it was just me. I was the only yeah. one in the theaters. You, so. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. That poor movie. It, it deserved better. It deserved better. I, I have problems with Solo, but I still I, enjoy it. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm not ashamed to say that I love it, but I can I I do have my problems with it, but I'm not ashamed. I think to Solo, say out of all the recent movies, it's the most rewatchable and it's definitely the most fun. I had and I had an yeah. absolute fucking blast yes. watching it. And I remember watching that three times in a row, and <laughs> I was not bored of it. Um, I think my problem with Solo is just the presentation. It looks so 
ugly. I think if the film was a lot more visually pleasing, like something like Rise of Skywalker in terms of just color and you know the way it looks, I think people would have given it more of a chance. And um, another problem I have with it is the same I have with Rogue One. It's just the forced fan service. I think like and also with Solo being a prequel, you you kind of have to like give people like answers that we really don't want, but fans very hardcore fans needed or something and i that kind of just kind of took away a little bit of what i of so a fun out of solo with rogue one i feel um i think present like as a film i think out of it looks the best out of all the movies it definitely feels the most cinematic and i love the third act that third act was absolutely amazing but what ruins that movie for me is just how how unengaged I was with the characters. I think the characters really ruined that for me. I'm with you on that a hundred percent. Like, like I couldn't feel bad at the end because I was just like, okay, am I supposed to be attached to them already? Because like, I'm not, they, none of them have done anything cool or interesting for me to care about. The only care, like, like some of like only characters that I seem that have potential. Was yeah. Sure. It was cool. Yeah. I actually, you know what? He was the, I was like, I was like, no, blind dude. He couldn't see it. <laughs> if if they <laughs> if they if they all if they made a spinoff movie about any of the characters in Rogue One, it would be have to be yeah. cheered in way. But apart from that, but yeah. I was gonna say I I agree with I agree with the fan service in Solo and Rogue One, but I feel like. With, like Rogue One has, I think it has its contradictories with the prequels because, like, apparently this dude invented the Death Star, but when it was really the Geonosians, remember that, RJ? Uh, I actually don't remember any. I don't remember hearing about the Geonosians. When did they say that the Geonosians did the Death Star? It wasn't this, like they. It was a scene in Attack of the Clones where, like, one of the generals of the Geonosians hands the Death Star's plans to Count Dooku. Oh yeah, I guess I never really picked up too much on that. I mean, does that like is that them saying like, "Hey, the Gene Oceans did this," or was that them being, you know, the Gene Oceans the keepers like, of it, or like, because I don't remember confirmation I, of the Gene Oceans having done it. Because like they're saying like they had the designs planned for this like device, and it shows like a scene of them holding like the de- like a holograph of the Death Star, and he hands it to Count Dooku. Oh well, but, then yeah, yeah, that kind of. Yeah, I never knew that, which is like weird because I feel like I've watched damn near every YouTube video on the sun about Star Wars. But yeah, that kind of just makes me like dislike Rogue One even more because it's like almost feels pointless. Yeah. But uh, I was going to say that when Rogue One kind of hurts the story of Star Wars, I feel like Solo doesn't have like a necessarily big impact. Like you can just watch it and like. You don't have to say this is canon, but you can just watch it and enjoy it still. Like, it doesn't do necessarily anything to yeah, hurt it. I feel like if you view Solo as, like, unlike, not a Star Wars movie, it's more enjoyable, honestly. Definitely. Uh, my mom doesn't like Star yeah. Wars, but um, she really enjoyed Solo. I think the main room, she it's told like, me that it was very movie. linear. Because, like, all the Star Wars movies have, like, two plot points, like, going at once. So it's hard for her to follow, but with Solo being kind of just lean, very linear and very straightforward, it's a lot easier for her to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. 
but there's um one fan service in Solo that I felt like wasn't on the nose as everything. It was the Han shooting first scene. That that's the one fan service that I like will that give moment. it that it's really good yeah. at showing. But but like you know immediately after that you get Darth Maul, so it's like uh, it, it just kind of stands out. Yeah. Earth Maul felt ham-fisted. I was not. It feels so pointless. I, was, I thought it was cool, but like, I don't know. Didn't really see the purpose. Yeah. I kind of wish they make more sequels. So, so, so. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I, I like the actor. He's very charismatic. All, yeah, all he's, the... he's cool. I absolutely hate it when people say that they don't like it's like this isn't Han Solo and this like this isn't like this isn't how Han Solo acts and I'm like legit sitting there saying this is Han Solo when he's like 20 years before like the New Hope I I highly doubt that he's going to be the wise cracking freaking scumbag that he is in fucking New Hope okay I just fucking despise that I'm losing my shit every time someone's like this isn't Han Solo this is a man in his youth yeah. and he's trying yeah. to find out who he's yeah. supposed to be and he's and, still uh, you know he's still like a witty little cocky dude you know like he's he's, he's still got shit. like the, yeah. yeah he's still a little shit he's still got the Han Solo energy he just hasn't had like the yeah. reality fucking smack him in the face quite and then at the end of the movie obviously he does but it's like you know you can't expect him to go into it and be exactly who he is and basically what's like 20 years later or some shit like that like yeah yeah but um yeah on to force awakens um, i think it's one of the best theater experiences i've had because i've never been I never seen a movie so as big as The Force Awakens. Like everyone wanted to fucking see this, and um, I did see it the three times. Um, and um, I also got it spoiled the first time, like literally like ten minutes before I saw it. But I don't. But I think um, that spoiler didn't really like. I would have killed the person that I was that. going to. My, but, my little sister, my just little sister got it spoiled for her on a Minecraft server, which I thought was fucking hilarious. But if it happened to me, I would have been pissed. <laughs> Like just imagine going into Infinity War. Oh, that would really suck. That would have been. I would have probably done something illegal to that human. <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be justified. I, I was gonna say that I think Force Awakens, out of all of them, is probably the best. Like it looks the best visually. Honestly, this is the only one that I felt like. Damn, these are some real. Like I thought, like the visuals in it. How the lightsabers glue in the dark oh, that, and that scene. final That is scene. the best lightsaber duel fight. Me. Oh, I love that scene. I just like the ignition when Finn does oh, it, like just like that, that ignition. I love that shot. That shot was like pleasing to the eye. It felt so Another good. Another thing I like about that fight scene is that how realistic the choreograph is. Because that's my problem with the prequels, watching the fight scenes on their own. They're very so well choreographed, like overly too, because they're just flipping and they're blocking each move. I get that it's the, like the Jedi's at their peak, but I, I just I get more of a visceral reaction when it's just like two people, like two people. who are not as like experienced with with lightsabers. It was I interesting. Know. I mean, no fight will ever top just, Episode Three, you know, Obi Wan and Anakin. But it was I, I definitely thought it was really interesting, especially to see, you know, Kylo. Um, almost toy with with Finn the whole time, you know, like how you were saying, you know, unexperienced with a lightsaber, and here he is, you know, he's just kind of like fucking with them, and uh, I thought that that made it pretty interesting, actually. 
Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. Okay. But um. <laughs> now, because I'm about to head in, but um, I, I, the choreograph in like the prequels, it's supposed to be that the Jedi and Sith are predicting each other's moves, and that's what like it kind of feels over the top and everything, but like too over or choreographed, but that's like that's kind of like the point with it. Yeah, it just doesn't like I don't get too engaged yeah. with it because of it. It's like seeing superheroes at their peak. It's just not as interesting as seeing like I don't know, like Thanos fight Iron Man or something. Well that's in a fight of his own right there. Um, I think with The Force Awakens, a lot of people have complained, have, like literally everyone I know has said it, it's very similar yep. to A New Hope. Um, I agree, but I think um, I give the film a pass because at that time, it's supposed to kind of give you that familiarity with Star Wars because, you know, you guys like the prequels, I'm yep. guessing. But I know a lot of people who really don't like it. And at, there was a time where prequels were the most hated thing where people hated the fucking prequels so with the force awakens coming out it's bringing us like familiar um, iconography and like very familiar and bringing our the old characters back and giving that feeling of star wars again so in that sense i give it a pass kind of yeah um i thought like that was kind of the point with the force awakens as opposed to like She, like you're supposed to feel something familiar while you're watching kind of a new story to like help people like engage better yeah but i, I i'm just really tired of seeing hearing that criticism because i don't i don't i don't i just don't get it i mean well i you know i kind of i, I i'm with that criticism uh just because like you know but i don't get me wrong i actually like that movie you know especially in comparison to eight um but I, I just feel like it was too similar, you know, like, you know, for people, it was like, yeah, I get the familiarity, but at the same time, you know, it's like for those that, it, you know, it, it's like seeing the same thing all over again. And it's like, you're trying to recreate the magic and maybe you do. Like I said, when I had that, you know, when I went back into the theater and I had that, that wow factor and then it just kind of went away and I was like, oh, when you hear the, the music, you know there, I wasn't a huge fan of the fact that it was so much like New Hope just because like I wanted to see them do something new and creative and it wasn't to me like hardly at all yeah yeah I see um what'd you guys think of like J.J. Abrams like directing the movie I think he did actually a decent job with The Force yeah, of Yeah I think he least. did a pretty good job uh definitely better than um freaking Ryan Johnson did in episode eight, but you know, I, I liked it. I actually I thought he did a decent job. I was not too upset. Like I said, I like that one probably more than the other. Um um my with me with JJ Abrams, like I I enjoy his visuals and I enjoy like how he kind of integrates action into movies it's just 
some of his storytelling I just can't get behind. Like his mysterious, like, ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's this? It's just like, oh, gonna, because like he he always like he, like do entire thing. He's setting everything up, and I just felt like. I guess, like, that's kind of the point, but it's, like, too much was being set up and not yeah. enough being talked about. Um, yeah, J.J. Abrams is very much obsessed with the mystery, mystery box, so much that he literally did a TED Talk about it. But um, I, I think J.J. Abrams, at least for The Force Awakens, he did, he, he is such a visual storyteller that he made, like, the movie, he made the movie very appealing. But um, I, I think another problem he, I have with him is that he's very... His films are very fast paced where you don't get a chance to like breathe. And while when you watch it the first time, you're enjoying the ride, you're in the ride, you're having a great time. But like looking back, it just feels like you just want to just like hold him and just like say, okay, just tell us the damn story. Just like slow down. Um, I think the biggest strength of The Force Awakens is the characterization of our new characters, mainly Finn and Rey. Um, I, um, I mean, for one, Finn is my favorite character in Force Awakens. I loved him in The Force Awakens. I was gonna say The Force Awakens. I think he is. If it, if it's Force Awakens, I can, yeah, I, I said he's I my favorite character the in Awakens. The Force Awakens. Okay. Because we've never seen okay. we've never Cut seen a character like that who's you know first a stormtrooper but then becomes a good guy. You know, I think it's just. We never seen that in Star Wars, and I thought it was an interesting. It was just very interesting. I wish they did more with Finn in future sequels, so, but we'll get to him, and you know, with the next movies. The my like my big complaint and my big like favorite thing about the Force Awakens is uh, one word: it's potential. Like everybody has potential in this, and I felt like like you can. Like there's something here, and I just and but it's not enough to go on because I don't know. It's necessarily like, I I don't necessarily have like a favorite character in The Force Awakens because I just feel like I I just don't know a whole lot of the people. Like Kylo Ren is really interesting, Poe Dameron's really interesting, Finn's really interesting, but I just yeah I, I, I just wanted more from yeah. them. Um. Well, Kylo is my um, favorite character RJ, in, the, in the whole, um, in the whole like sequel trilogy. Uh, and it might, you know, maybe it's just because I love Adam Driver so much, and uh, you know, it's my long. Yeah, he's my kind of look like him, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, I actually, funnily enough, this is a little bit of a tangent, but when I was doing acting stuff a while back. Uh, the guy who was helping me put it all together said that uh, I reminded him of Adam Driver in the way that, like, I acted uh, off camera, on camera, that whole thing, and I looked like him. So um, I always thought that was pretty cool. I'm okay with being compared to Adam Driver. Anyway, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I like Tyler because that whole, like, the tear between the light and the darkness, like, yeah, we've seen it before, you know, and it's like that whole thing's kind of old. But it was interesting to see his, like, constant pull back to the dark, no matter what, even though you were, like, certain, like, oh, well, you know, here's this thing with, with his dad, you know, this will be the one, maybe he'll get redeemed really early on. And then it just kind of never happened. It was it was a bit of a ride seeing, you know, Kylo and knowing that there's more that, there's more to him than just being, like, ah, I'm so mad that I can't pick. Like, uh, it was it was fun to watch there be more to him than that. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I I was just glad he wasn't yeah, another Darth Vader. That that's why it was my but, biggest worry when I also watching did, like, the trailer. Like uh, like Hector said, I really yeah, liked the, what they did with him. Like that was never seen in Star Wars. I thought that was super super interesting. Um, how they did him, and I was a big fan of that when I first saw it, and I still am. Only in the Force Awakens, though. After that, becomes like Only. one of the ones that I do not like to see on screen. Honestly, yeah, we'll get. What about the what about the horse, the elephant in the room, Ray? Yeah, I know you guys have mixed feelings, but I really like Ray. Because maybe one of the reasons is because I like Daisy Ridley. She's so charismatic and she's so charming that you just you just have you just can't you just can't hate her. At least for me, and she made like Ray. uh, I'll admit it's not really that much of an interesting character as much as like Finn or Kylo. But because of Daisy's performance, they she just made they made her just so much so likable and so like you know just. Just so likable. That's, I, think that's a, I love the, um, I love her intro. Like that, was, that long, that's like my favorite moment of the the sequel trilogy. Is her whole introduction where you hear a theme song and you see her going through her normal routine, and um, I just, I just, just filmmaking wise, I just really like that. Yeah, I get that. That's true. My my biggest complaint is that. I feel like that the movie makes a mistake by separating Poe and Finn at the beginning of the movie. I think it makes a big mistake by doing that because it feels like Finn, I mean, not Finn, Poe come, like, it feels like he's an afterthought kind of in the Force Awakens because, like, he disappears for, like, he's in it for, like, the first 20 to 30 minutes and then he disappears until, like, an hour into it. And then he comes back out of nowhere. And I just feel like he he was an afterthought. I think like I think yeah. like the original plan was to kill him off, but then they just brought him Hello, back. Oscar Isaac. But that's one of my favorite actors. And I feel it and I feel like a lot of the complaints that come from Ray with that piloting scene is if Poe was there teaching her with him. Maybe. Like she has, she has this inspiration to become a pilot. Like I, I get that. Like, like I can understand that she would want to be a pilot and eventually. Like, but you just never really see her fly anything. But if you say that you give her that dynamic with Poe, where he kind of mentors, like he kind of gives her a little bit of mentorship, like she gets with, I guess with Han. But if you kind of like expose them two together, I feel like that could have dynamic could have worked off really well. I also really like Han Solo in this one. I was never a huge Han Solo fan, but I really, I really liked this one. This is probably Harrison Ford's like best performance in the Star Wars movie. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he kind of gives a shit. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, like I, I definitely did bit. like uh, Han Solo in this one, but I also just, I really like Han. I'm, I'm just a Han fan. I was more of a Luke Skywalker guy. Han was Han was really good in this movie. I, I can I can I can admit that he was really good in this um, movie. I I still cr- I, I've never cried in a movie uh, until the lot La- the Force Awakens um, when Han dies. Like that still gets me. 
I remember when that happened, I literally just screamed out like, no! I, I, I just started tearing up. I, that, never, that never happens for me. So... Um, what what about I was, you, RJ? I was pretty. How'd you react that scene? I think like that one really, you know, especially being like, oh man, I like Kyler, he's cool, and then seeing that happen to a character that I, that I really loved, I was like, oh, what? Um, that one definitely hurt. That you know, that was like a a really big oh shit moment. Um, you know, that was up there with like yeah. my time moments um you know ones that really dropped my jaw kind of like infinity war but that was like a really big oh shit moment so yeah this was like an appetizer yeah that that was an appetizer (laughs) to my oh shit i guess overall thoughts of force awakens i think it's fine um definitely not a rewatchable but once you take your time and off of it and you watch it again, it's it's a it's a perfectly fine movie. Uh, there's still primal problems I have with this movie. Even I I think it's fine overall, but there's a lot of things that I complain about about it now. I just I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I forgot to give my rating. It's basically, um. Yeah, six or seven, RJ, somewhere in that ballpark. I guess six point five, seven. Um, All right, solid six for me. <laughs> now on to everybody's uh, favorite. Okay, before before I defend it, I'm gonna let you guys go at it. Why you guys don't like it? Because I'm curious. Well. Uh, before before they do that, um, let I wanna I wanna do, like, uh, RJ, you and I, let's say let's say some positives. Then Hector, you. I say got plenty some of negatives. negatives. Okay. I just want you guys to go at it so I can, like, you know, counterpoint you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, um, RJ, you wanna uh, talk about some positives? I thought. I thought that. <laughs> that Luke Skywalker using a force projection was pretty neat. Um, I thought visually it had a lot of cool moments and some of the nostalgia moments, like the double moon, was that was really cool. I liked that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kylo was interesting. It was, it was cool to see him, like, definitely, you know, the, the, the scene with with the uh the red room if you will you know when they're all that was a cool scene the fighting with ray i like that um yeah i guess some of those are my few positives that i'm gonna throw out for now maybe i'll pick more um Devin. Uh, from a from a directing standpoint brian johnson is I just don't like when Ryan Johnson's got his hands on my baby. That's all. That's all. Um, okay. Um, um, but I can say that I, I really liked how Ryan Johnson kind of 
in in uh integrated uh fan service into this but like it felt like it was there but it also kind of helped to move the plot because one scene that i can say is the the scene with luke and r2 i really love that scene to be honest because i felt like it was it was showing how like how luke like it showed luke it was the part when Luke actually got into the fight in the beginning of the movies, and then like R two tries the little That's manipulation trick one. to get him back in, and I really enjoyed that yeah. scene. Um, uh, Mark Ham- Mark Hamill's performance yeah, was good, I can say. Um. Uh, other than that, mm, Wait, let's get into negatives, I'll, I'll talk about some negatives. Uh, okay, I don't, I don't like the way they handle Finn. I really don't like the way they handle Finn. Um, I guess as the story structure goes, I think it's a, it's very clunky. Um, it has, like, there's a lot of stuff I love about it, but mm-hmm. as a whole movie together, it does feel a little. Um, just it's a little mess. It's a, it feels a little messy. Um, I don't. I I feel like, despite the movie trying to move away from the regular Star Wars stuff, it still it falls into that thin line of being different and still the same. But I and I I kind of wish it went a little more different. So I think like the last Jedi. Just kind of, kind of pushed the envelope a little more. I think this could have, it could have been. I would have liked it a lot more. Um, I'm trying to think of other negatives. I think the humor. I don't like the humor in the Last Jedi. I think it feels very much off. It feels like it's trying to attempt the the Marvel route, where everyone gets like a a quirky line or something. Uh, I think. That's kind of what I have in mind for negative. Well, I mean, I could go on all day. RJ, do you want to start or should I? Negative I have in the movie is the the casino planet. That whole thing, that entire like arc with those and Finn and. Just pretty much the two of them it is the stupidest thing that has ever had the word Star Wars attached to it. It they had it had no purpose, you know. It really it was just I like, kinda agree. like every literally when I go back and rewatch that movie because I do still I skip over that part completely. Like it really that part I will never watch again, other than the one time I watched it in theaters and the time I watched it again to make sure that it was as terrible as I remember. That's it. That that's my huge negative with that movie, I think. Um, I kind of agree. My huge, <laughs> my huge negative is the writing in this you entire. Right when they made Ray movie, Perfect, honestly, because I felt like. Oh okay. Oh my god. Oh, both of those. All, everything. Okay, listen, Hector. Okay. 
Luke is that no, no. Okay, okay. we ruined this. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you speak. I'll let you speak. Yes. Okay. So you're gonna tell me that that Luke Skywalker, ultra person, uh, human being, boy, uh, very flawed. Flawed, yes. Yes, he's flawed, but the flaws, but the flaws in this movie are not the same Different. flaws that he had. You, in his you other can, movies. you don't, beca- you're not the same character you know, when you're like in forty years. You're, we did the same. It's the same thing as Han Solo. Solo was very different when he was younger than he was older. It's the same with Luke. The thing is, we never actually That's see that. True. We never actually see that. We hear. The thing is. Ryan Johnson, uh, he doesn't understand the one most important. Ryan Johnson doesn't understand the most important rule of filmmaking. He doesn't understand the most important rule of filmmaking is show, don't tell. Don't the prequels like sh- tell more than showing? Uh, yes, but they don't, they don't necessarily like. They still show like Anakin's fall to the dark side and everything. Like they, they show how he's contempt with everything. Like he does talk about his emotions a lot, but he's still, you still see him struggle and pain inside of him because there's like, there's tons of shots of Anakin just like there's a shot in Revenge of the Sith where he's like sitting there contemplating, contemplating on what's going to happen to him next in his life. He's sitting in like the Jedi Council room and he like he's just looking over at. Pad, where Padme is and he can just feel her and that he's like he knows what he needs to do and he goes and does that but I just Ryan Johnson messed up what you're supposed to understand about flashbacks and instead of showing the same flashback three times in a row he could have explored that because I don't I don't necessarily believe that Luke out of nowhere would straight up just look at his uncle, look at his nephew and see that he's darkness inside of him after he went to Who save his father. He tried everything the to save his father evil after everything galaxy. that he did after murder. So Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader was freaking known for murdering actual children and what Luke sensed in Kylo Ren was just him saying that he felt darkness inside of him necessarily like I felt like what he could have done with that flashback is maybe explore it more into like like Luke talks to him more about it and like he says like it's not necessarily evil to explore the dark side and he tries teaching him this way and necessarily like he goes through scenes with him saying like he's showing him like what the dark side will lead to and what it does and maybe show Kylo not understanding that or maybe like Luke isn't a competent teacher and maybe instead of him just deciding to pull out his lightsaber when he's sleeping maybe give a reason Luke can attack Kylo, like say Kylo trying to kill the students of Luke Skywalker and it gives him a reason to lose his temper. Saying that like I don't know, just seeing him without the lightsaber 
is just an awful point for me. Okay. <laughs> but besides that, um, Poen, Ro- um, Poen, what's her name? Miss Purple Haired Lady. Yeah, she had just told him, like, told him, yeah. um, like no, it wouldn't have been a problem. Point she had just been like, yo, we're out of kamikaze and this shit. Like, y'all should get out. That's not my problem with her. It's just that she won't share the plan at all when it's kind of integral to the survival of the resistance. And she never gives a reason except that that Poe is a hotshot pilot when necessarily like what Poe needs to do actually gets done. And it just leads to Poe looking like a dumbass, but when he in reality he's the only one that actually makes sense in this scene. And it's not just him that has a problem with it, because there's other mutineers with him that also disagree. So it shows that he's not the only one having a problem with her. And it could have been like it could have been simply like set up with a line of dialogue. Instead of the whole plot line where Finn and Rose go off to the casino planet, they could have simply either not done that, which is better, but um they could have they could have easily maybe not introduce Rose technically and do it with Poe and Finn and because at the point Rose is teaching Finn that war is bad and all this other stuff when she's talking to a literal stormtrooper that was the one experienced and born and raised in that type of environment and she's wasn't he like the janitor Finn that's all I knew he was still like no, like he still he, like, he was experienced in combat. Like it literally showed in the first scene of Force I Awakens. Think that janitor line was part of your Marvel humor you're talking about. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh. like the Force Awakens had that. What'd you say? Oh. Well, I thought like that's like one of the problems with like the recent Star Wars movies that the Marvel humor. It has the same Marvel humor, um, and it just doesn't work for Star Wars for me, at least. Like, it can have humor, but just that kind of humor just kind of deviates the story for me, I guess. Even with, like, the humor, I just think, like, I don't feel like this movie should have a whole lot of humor, like, at all in the point, because this is, at this point, this is when our heroes should feel, like, the lowest at their point, but... I never felt like our heroes felt like they needed to struggle or anything because it felt like Poe and Rose, I mean, Finn and Rose were just like, oh, we failed, but, you know, we're still alive. But, um, and Poe was just like, oh, well, I guess I learned my lesson. Ray was just like, oh, Luke's gone, but he was at peace with it. No so I'm sense happy of urgency. And I just felt like nobody felt distraught or anything. Nobody felt, yeah. I, I do felt like it was that. a happy ending when it should it felt like it was too happy. Like, this isn't when a, a character should be happy. Like, maybe, like, it would, It made sense at the end of Force Awakens. Like, they were just, like, they had this big victory. But at this point in the trilogy, it should be our lowest point for our heroes. 
and make us feel for them in the next movie. Like how we're just like, five God, how are they going to get out of this situation? How are we going to, what are we going to do if we're going to lose so-and-so? But yeah, because at the end of episode five, Luke, Luke was defeated by Vader, lost his hand. Han is gone and he's like, he's in carbonite. Leia and Chewie and Lando are all like, they're stuck together because their town turned against them. But in this one, yeah. Ray's just ben like, ben man, I didn't get Kylo to join me. Well, better look next time. <laughs> and then I feel like the major defense for this movie is that the theme, like, it's all about the theme. Like, the message is important. But I felt like you could make that point if the theme was actually woven well into the story. But it was legit spoken out to us and explained to us several times. Even, like, we had Yoda come out of the cut. And, like, I, I love that scene, but Yoda comes out the cut. And then and fucks says, up all the signature Jedi no. Failure. Failure is the most important teacher. My man just strikes it with a fucking lightning <laughs> bolt. I love that. <laughs> yeah. He just that raised his hand. Answer, like, so I did like seeing Yoda right then. He destroyed the Jedi hope for you. Yeah, it was nice to see him as a puppet. Um, yeah, you guys actually do just, have brought up some really good points. Um, yeah. I just I don't agree with all of it, but you guys brought some good points. I just I don't see Rose ever failing in these movies. I just I don't see her. I, just, I never see her really struggle. Like the only points I feel like she struggles is. Almost never, but when she, even when she fails to like get Kylo on her side, she just seems relatively like disappointed, not upset or lost or like she thought what she had would go into like going into there. Like she thought what she would do was work, but she's just like, oh man, it didn't work. And yeah, what was I gonna say? Um, let's. I guess I we should talk about her. Let's where we really Ray. get to see Ray kind of devolve into a, a perfect character. Um, I don't want to use the term Mary Sue for her because I feel I feel like in episode nine, um, you know, oh, she kind don't. of... I'm tired of hearing that. That title doesn't really fit her much anymore. In episode eight, I feel like it has the potential to, but I don't really like using that, that term because it just is like feels like a cop-out to an actual argument. Uh, it does. Well, if you're not going to use it, then I'm going to use it. Ray is a Mary Sue. Damn it, Devin. <laughs> okay. Tell me, okay. Yeah, first viewing the, the courtroom, like the little red room scene with the Praetorian guards is cool and everything, but how, how she's only fought Kylo. How is she taking on three dudes? And the choreograph is honestly stupid because if you look at it closely and you kind of analyze it, there like there's a scene where she like puts up her lightsaber and all three guards hit the lightsaber and not her. I did see that. <laughs> They're just like uh, our goal is to hit the lightsaber, not her. And then let's not. Uh, um, 
Might as well bring it up. The one oh, dude yeah. missing his knife all of a sudden. Sad, he has two knives and he's fighting her and all of a sudden one disappears. And then... That was so confusing, honestly. I, I literally like analyzed it frame by frame. I'm like, how the fuck did he lose that? I, it's just... Uh, some people might look at it as, oh, product, like, production. They lost... They lost the... Uh, Money, so they can animate it's another it. Another Game of Thrones. Thinking Honestly. Ryan Johnson's Honestly. incompetent. <laughs> but, Even back then. So hear me out. Hear me out. Yes, Ryan Johnson's proven that he can make a good film with Knives Out. But these three movies... Uh, even though I don't like him all the time, it should have stayed with J.J. Abrams. Like, that's it's a problem I have. Like, three inconsistent directors, like, two di- directors that didn't follow the same beats, that one straight up drops po- uh, Finn's development out of nowhere and just sends him off. He doesn't focus on the fact that he was he was a trooper and that he understands the disciplines of war and the tragedies and Rose who goes through a casino and wrecks the entire thing and thinks like, oh, that was worth it. And but rich. think about it. And if you think about it, that whole freaking situation is those people are most likely assured. And do you know who's going to fix all of that and clean it all up? The slave children. kids. <laughs> so... Ro- <laughs> So Rose just like, <laughs> entitled those kids to clean up more Man, messes and more kids. beatings and more whippings. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like her. Okay. And this is an attack. Don't hate the actress. This is an attack on the actress. But, and I don't hate the actress, yeah. but I'm it's, saying like if there's a character that you hate, that generally means the actor is doing a phenomenal job. It's just bad writing made me hate Rose, but I don't hate the actress. If anything, I'm jealous that she got to be in a Star Wars movie night. Yeah. It really is. It really is. It's a shame that she had to get yeah. so much um, hate for it. It's not even her fault. It's Ryan's fault, let's be honest. Because, uh, I forgot to it's bring it up. Um, <laughs> the whole... Okay, but um, the whole plot situation that could have fixed Rose, the whole casino scene is maybe that Holdo suggests like the reason why she won't share her plan is that there's a traitor on the ship maybe, and that gets rid of the whole hyperdrive tracking situation because now that that's in it, it's going to be complicated because then everybody's going to be wondering like why don't they just track him through hyperspace? And since they do that, instead maybe they get rid of that whole situation. There's a mole on the ship, and they're giving their coordinates, and there's a whole mystery situation where they have to figure out it's Poe, Finn, and Rose trying to figure out who the mole is. Huh. Like, that situation is totally more plausible than the one that Ryan Johnson gave us. Because it doesn't really necessarily break Star Wars lore or canon. Uh, unlike what he does later on, but I guess we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, 
I guess I'll talk about some good stuff, try to defend what I feel is, you know, a good Star Wars movie. Uh, I like Poe's arc, where he's the hothead and, you know, he's focusing on completing the mission instead of, um, instead of um, you know, keeping an eye on, like, all of his people. Um, I, I wish it was handled a lot better, but as an arc goes, I really like it. I feel like it could have been a little better if instead of Finn and Rose going, it'll be, well, I mean, Rose can go, I guess, but um, I, I want, I wanted like Finn to Poe to like team up again, because that's like, I love that dynamic in The Force Awakens. And it's a shame that um, the last, the later two movies don't really like do that much of both of them in terms of their dynamic. Um, those, another point I forgot to bring up that was another stupid decision from Ryan because I saw an interview that he said originally he had Finn and Poe going to the casino planet and then his response was it didn't really work out too well because they get along too much and I said yeah, yeah I mean they sure I can see it but they got along pretty well I mean Rose and Finn kind of got along pretty quickly now that was the next say <laughs> I wish it was Finn and Poe instead of them <laughs> Like the thing is, if you what? Yeah. The thing is, if you have characters that get along too well, you can either advance their relationship, like me saying I suggested that Finn and Poe should be gay together, but or you could have an arc where they kind of disagree and they have a situation on their hands where they kind of turn on each other. And there's there's a way to do this. There's not a reason to introduct a stupid character that does stupid things and says stupid lines like, I wish I could put my whole fist in this beautiful town. I mean, I say that to my town, but, you know, it's me, like, starting a revolution. Well, there's not space horses you can ride over. We have dogs. Thank God Rose sold the space horses. (laughs) That's the real reward. Oh, no. Like, There's a lot of cheesy lines in this movie. I feel like there are moments and stuff. Like, as much as I don't like what they did with, with Luke, I I feel like, you know, the whole scene with him and Kylo out out in front of the uh, the doors on um, I can't remember crate. Yeah, I thought that was actually a pretty awesome scene. Like, you know, it, it raised a lot of questions. You know, and people were like. Oh, well, if you looked at the feet, you know, you would have noticed he did lay marks with his feet. I'm like, yeah, like there's a lot of little details that went into that that really impressed me and made me. I really like that detail. Scene, you know, like you just, I ended up liking that scene. Um, even though, you know, I didn't agree with it, I loved it. I could I can enjoy the scene. Maybe if it was in a different movie, but yeah. Mm. I think the Last Jedi's biggest problem is that it had so much missed opportunities, and I think, um, I mean, yeah, you can blame on Ryan Johnson's writing, but um, I, I do blame a little bit of it. I wish it was a little written a little a lot better, but um, I think another problem was that they didn't have exactly a plan because, from what I've heard. They're, the reason why Ryan Johnson just kind of went, did whatever the fuck he wanted is because no, like, no one had any plans of what to do after um, 
after the Force Awakens. Like, that just happened. And um, I think Ryan Johnson kind of wanted to do something interesting, wanted to make Star Wars more interesting, which I was all for. Um, A lot of stuff, I think, um, a lot of deep... I love um, the deconstruction of um, the Star Wars mythos, specifically with Luke being viewed as a legend, because I think a lot of people who didn't like how Luke was treated still see him as a legend while the film is deliberately, deliberately like telling you like okay he, he like he's not the legend he used to be he's not that's not him he's this is luke this is actually luke luke's not this perfect being or like someone who he, he's the i just i thought it was so much more interesting with him like luke you know everyone sees luke as like this perfect guy and you know the one who could stop this whole like resistance or stop this yeah. whole forced order and it's and then it's revealed like you know he's not the same guy he used to be, and I think everything about what they did with Luke was just so perfect for me. And I I miss, like Luke is my absolute favorite character from Star Wars, so I was all for him, like from the beginning to the end. So, and um, I guess for my argument when it comes to like the decision of like Luke made when to kill Kylo, um, yes. Um, yeah, she shouldn't have done that, and I think that's. But you know, that's what he had to learn. Like, he he still had that dark side in him, and he when he turns out the lightsaber, he looks at his hand, and you see notice as the image. He's holding it with his robot hand, which symbolizes, which brings us back to that time when he almost killed um, Darth Vader by cutting his hand off, and like Luke later yeah, like reflects. That's a well done. Um, that's, that's reflects a nice what he's Ryan, done Ryan, when Ryan, he had his robot hand, is, which I thought was just a nice like kind of callback. Let me. He loves Star Wars. I he has a he has a better understanding of Star Wars than I think J.J. Abrams does. I just think if the film was just a little bit better written, I think this could have been the best Star Wars. Let me, uh... But um, I do agree with you guys. The casino um, kind of sucks. I will defend it in the sense of. It does help um, the message, but I at the same like time, you don't really put something need it. there that was more beneficial. I don't know. The, the I don't know how to fix that casino scene, but some of the mistakes that um, people have, you know, gripes with a story as opposed to, you know, making a casino planet for a character that doesn't matter. I think it was just made for. Finn to do something because Ryan Johnson kind of they kind of it's clearly like he doesn't give a shit about Finn, which is a shame because Finn again Finn was the best part of the Force Awakens. So the fact that they didn't follow up his story too well or like did something interesting with him is just kind of underwhelming. Say, um, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I think it's a cool idea having like with. Luke becoming like a failed Jedi there's like a failed master and then he messes up it's just I don't see yeah. a reason why he would all of a sudden do that it's like I don't have I, you don't if he feels it's the right thing to do at that moment like he just he's just seduced by the dark side I guess the thing is or like at least like had a moral gray you bringing up that which Darth Vader think... scene and everything you realize that the only reason Luke did that was after Vader threatened to go after Leia. He finds out he has a system and he threatens that he's either going to kill her or turn her. And then that's the reason why he loses his cool and then he becomes enraged and then and that's what happens to him. But Luke 
just maybe if they showed like a scene when he's looking into Kylo's head and he sees a vision of him killing, like he sees a vision from the future, kills Han Solo and you get scared of that. But you just don't see that. You don't see what Luke is seeing. You just, he just tells you that he's feeling like he's turning to the dark side and you just don't see anything. It's just Ryan Johnson telling, not showing. I can kind of see that, but I think the reason why they didn't show it is because um, I guess they just didn't want to. There's like they're probably hinting that Kylo Ren's going to do worse in the later sequel. Maybe this is before like the Rise of Skywalker came out, but you know, I think that's probably the reason why they didn't show it. That's my little defense, well, um, but I do is, like, I do see Kylo where you're doesn't from. do anything worse than that. Like if you want to look back at it, like the only thing I can recall like the bad thing that Kylo did the most was kill Han. What else does he Yeah, he's killed some people. He's killed some people. Well, I mean, he murdered people. A lot of people. Um, one thing I could pick up I mean, on, though, literally like said, supreme was, leader you know, of the first order. Like, you know, this perfect poster boy child, uh, that whole thing. I don't think Luke has ever meant to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, no, uh, that's why uh, if Apple yeah, like ever someone mentions like Luke is like I get the, the ultimate hero, but, he's really but at not. the same time, I don't... Even like, as a kid, I never saw him with that. You know, even if he had that lapse where he was like, ah, I'm going to kill him because I saw darkness, and he's like, wait, I shouldn't do that. That whole thing really shouldn't have happened because, like... Well, that's the reason why he went into hiding because he he did that. He made that decision. He didn't want to, but he he j- it just happened. That it just happened it's at just, that moment. It's just you know, hard to realize that, that he failed. Knowing why what he went he into did hiding when it came to Vader, I just thought was who was considered the biggest, you know, pretty much the biggest baddest evil in the galaxy. You know, just knowing that he was like, "There's still good to do." You know, I I feel it. That whole thing. He should have, st- you know, like just because he sensed a little bit of darkness, he freaked out. <laughs> You know, where he sensed he sensed a little bit of good in Vader and gave everything he could to fix that. So if he just sensed a little bit of dark in Ben, you know, why why did he freak out like that? You know? Maybe because he thought about his father, maybe he wanted he feels like he wouldn't be able to like, you know, pull him back the same way as he did with his father because you know they're both completely different people, and that's what he can actually accept at the end of the movie that he won't be. He can't change Kylo. He's the one that did it. The way he is now, he can't really pull him back. So he's accepting that. And yeah, I'm not on you or anything. I mean, you make up that's just my probably little more valid point. points. I got nothing else. <laughs> it's just you know this is with and the fact that you were Luke is my favorite character and everything. Um, makes me like take your your arguments and everything to a lot more heart because like if anyone be upset about how a character is being you know impacted, would probably one who values them the most. And like what uh, I was gonna say, like I will say, I was trying to say is that. 
even in the OT original trilogy, you see that Luke isn't meant to be perfect in there because one of like his main like one of his biggest flaws is that he's impatient, like he's always impatient. And I thought like they could have integrated that into this movie, like he's still impatient, like even as a master and like he's trying to teach Ben that the dark side isn't it. And then like he keeps getting impatient that Ben doesn't understand it. And I just felt like there's a pe- there's the potential to make Luke go down that path that just wasn't integrated well. I just think Ryan Johnson didn't integrate that well. Yeah, I, I can see that. But overall, yeah, I just I don't like this movie. And okay, oh, it's, we we got to bring it up. Uh, the Holdo space maneuver suicide run. I love that scene. Uh, don't say what you want about the whole like story behind it or the context. That scene itself was still like that's like my favorite scene in the my favorite like mo- oh shit moment yeah. in, when I saw it in theaters. It's when everything just got quiet. It's nice, but then it just brings I like that. all these different possibilities. Like, yes, it's breaking the lore, but if you take that away, it's just like why don't you just like they keep on they keep on adding questions to it. It's like why don't we do this more often? Why don't we do why don't we do it with other frigates? That's, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of guys that would have been like, I'll, I'd give my life to save hundreds and millions after blowing up planets. I don't know. I wouldn't. <laughs> like, I love you guys, but I'm not going to kill myself over you guys. It's a, it's, a, it's a very bad inclusion that JJ lazily fixed. Hello. I'm back. We've been yeah, going for a while. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally had to stop us. But um, I guess we'll do our little wrap-up for Last Jedi, and we'll get to the other movie. Um, any final words for The Rise uh, Not The Rise of Skywalker. Last Jedi? Could have been better. Yeah, I mean, everyone's a Monday morning quarterback. You know, we can say, like, what we would have changed, what could have been different. Um, but, you know, it's Star Wars at the end of the day. I love Star Wars. I may not agree with everything, but I'm still happy I got the experience to go see it and everything. Um, you know, it, it's it's still cool. You know, it still fulfills my my hunger for needing to see Star Wars content. So I can't be too upset. Um, I guess I'll to do this very quickly. I love the final act of The Last Jedi. Um, I love that Luke um, fought for Kylo Ren the Jedi way as a non-violent way, which is what real Jedis would do. Um, I love the the wrap-up of Luke's story with him, you know, going, like looking up to the sunset and, you know, disappearing. I love that. It's perfect. It felt like a... Logan where it just like his the whole story just kind of just feels so perfect and that's kind of what i was imagining how that the character story would end um i like that kylo ren goes full-on evil um i think the film despite it um i kind of wish the film didn't um wrap up in a neatly tight bow but at the same time because of rise of skywalker i appreciate a little more because i can 
I can ignore Rise of Skywalker and see The Last Jedi as really the the finale of the whole saga, which um, brings me up to the kid. I think a lot of people, a lot, I had a lot of friends who hated the kid, which um, I will very much defend because I think the kid very much is supposed to be a representation of us as fans, you know, who sees the life, who hears about the legends of these movies and gets like inspired by hope. And that's why, I mean, I don't care that he has the power or he has the force to use the broom because everyone has the force. It's not just excluded to Jedi's, which is, I really don't like. I also like um, another thing on a side note. I love, I love the idea of Ray being a nobody because that's just, for me, that's what made her interesting. That's that she's getting, she's bargained into the story um, and she's not, uh, she's not a Kenobi. She's not a Skywalker. She's not a fucking Palpatine. She was a nobody, and she's and her whole story is trying to find her place in to do the story, which is just something I've always I was so interested in, and I was so excited to for her to see how they'll handle her, which we'll get to in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, but I think the Last Jedi, um, despite its problems, and yeah, we both we all discussed like what we liked about it, what we dislike about it. And we definitely did not agree on a lot of things, but I would say that the last Jedi, I think the best thing about it is that it can, it, it can definitely, it sparks so much of a conversation and it's just so, and I think it also like, um, I don't know. I, I love that, you know, it, it can make us like engage into like something that, you know, I, I love Star Wars, but I'm, I I never really appreciated Star Wars as much as when I saw The Last Jedi, which, you know, just got us talking and talking, which I just, it's just something I just really enjoyed. So not perfect, but there's so much to appreciate about it. I'll give it a seven or eight. It's probably an eight for me, just more, just for emotional, I guess. Just everything with Luke. I just love everything about Luke. That's you know that's okay. that's admirable as hell. You know I think that my my perspective on it has definitely the way that Hector's talking about it and everything definitely you know something I I probably expected to revisit it. Uh, I feel like now I have a different. I'm not seeing it. You know, seeing the movie through these red lenses. Um, I don't know. You know, I'll give it. I'll give it a five before revisiting. Uh, <laughs> We'll see how. No, I completely get why people may not like it. It's just like, for me, that the whole fan service, the way everyone reacted to it, just for me, just feels so. It just felt so toxic. Yeah. Which is why I felt the need to defend the Last Jedi. But you know, of course, now seeing you guys, you know, give off your opinions, I, I, you know, I'm I'm a lot more calm about it. I'm more accepting of people who don't agree with me. I don't want people to agree with me, which is why I'm okay with. You know, you guys having completely different opinions. That's why I was actually looking very much looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, and and hearing you talk about it and everything is before I'm hearing you say all your points and everything and talking about it, I definitely would have gone at, through this rating with like a two or a three. But this is without even revisiting it, just the kind of words alone and all perspective that it's reminded by. Like, what have you done to my baby? Blah blah blah. You know, I definitely yeah. have more of a respect for it. So, yeah. This would- I, I've I've been planning to make a video about it, but I, I'm not that much of a good writer to like give off my points and just like in a, in a really well done told video. But one day I will, and maybe I don't know. I maybe, thought this was a pretty damn good job. I'd definitely revisit this if I were you. This was a very good job. Right? Thanks. Well, since Hector reminded me, I have one last point. Uh huh. 
Um, it was the whole with your the kid ending and everything. Yeah. I I find it personally. I find it cheesy, but I see what I love Ryan Johnson was trying. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> the point with Ryan Johnson was trying to get was like the the point is that nobody nobody doubts that anybody can become a Jedi and everything. It's just it's uh, it's gonna sound funny, but Ryan Johnson actually misquoted Ratatouille once, and he tried to <laughs> and he said. And it's funny because it's Ratatouille. But he says yeah. anyone can cook. When the message of Ratatouille was, it's not really necessary. Anyone can cook. It's just no matter where you come from and what you do with it and how you portray, how you train yourself. Of course, you can cook. Yeah, but that's the whole thing about Ray. She doesn't train for me. That was another miss opportunity, I guess. Body. So. Which... Yeah, I just I had no I have I had no problem with her becoming a nobody. I like that too. It's just her powers and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, you can use the force. Even like anybody can use it. It's just how good she is with it. I just I want to see her fail. Like, it's not necessarily I don't want to see her fail because I hate her. I want to see no, her no, fail. No, I get it. I want I want I want to see my characters develop and learn from their failures. Like how Ryan Johnson wanted to portray it, but I just don't necessarily connect and understand how she failed. Which was why um, I was so excited. I was actually, I was very forward to the next Star Wars movie because I was hoping that would develop or like, you know, expand more of these ideas that The Last Jedi bring in that hopefully would make The Last Jedi see, seem a lot more better. Um, but, you know, uh, segueing, we got The Rise of Skywalker. You know, uh, oh, well, first, um, Last Jedi for me is a four out of ten. Oh. Sorry. Let's get to the, but, um, the, yeah. the last movie. The, the comedy? Yes, the, the parody. The comedy? It's a fucking parody. That's how I view it. RJ, what was your reaction when you first saw it, RJ? Or I just found it you know, this is where it's going to get a bit interesting. Is because to me, how Hector was seeing The Last Jedi is how I see Skywalker. That's understandable. Like this is where, this is where we're gonna kind of, where the roles are gonna be reversed here, uh, because <laughs> me, I actually was more fond of that movie than any other movie in the sequel trilogy. So, I'm very interested just, to hear your thoughts. <laughs> it could just be because I'm a Ben Solo fanboy, but you know we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, going into it, but yeah. Uh, opening statement for me is just that. Um, I liked it more than I think most people probably did. That's understandable. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that liked it a lot better than The Last Jedi. Yeah, I actually do know other but, but the thing is that this movie just tries to fix so much that The Last Jedi did. Which for me felt very unnecessary. Uh, Which... Uh, like with me, the first like the first I think like the first thing that I noticed and probably everybody noticed was how JJ just absolutely wrote Rose out of the situation. That was sad. And like like I said before, no hate towards her. It's just 
if if you have a character that nobody likes and you just people just don't like her and they have like necessarily criticisms about them, not the I I'm not like I'm pretty sure there are people that just hated her because she's an Asian woman, but the complaints about her were valid. I'm going to be like the complaints about her are valid, and the thing that you do for a character that nobody likes is you write them better. You don't just write them out of the story completely. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense to you guys, uh, no. Um. I have the movie right, like, whatever I, whenever, um, I think the movie, the movie lost me. At, too excited about the Rise of Skywalker when I saw it the first time. I saw it with my brother. Last movie, we're excited to see it because it's Star Wars. Um, but I, I, going into it, I know, I knew, I figured it wasn't going to, follow up with The Last Jedi, just judging by everyone's reaction to it. So, for me, I was expecting like, for one, a fun a fun space opera, like all like how I feel, how I view like all the movies. They're, I'm expecting a really fun movie, or something that will like, or like just have the characters develop, which I think it gives me one of those things, just not the other one, which I kind of prefer. I I, I did had kind of, I had a little bit of fun, um, you know, J.J. Abrams very much is very visual, and there's no denying that this movie um, doesn't really get boring. There's a lot of visually striking imagery in this. Um, one thing I've noticed is that the color very much pops um, apart from the other movies. It's very blue. I'm looking through it, and it looks very blue from all the scenes. Um, I, was, yeah. I was gonna say, like, the shots in this movie, I. I just didn't think that they, were, that they were that impressive as they were in The Force Awakens. Like, I just felt like The Force Awakens just felt more epic and everything. Yeah. But this one just felt kind of bland for me, honestly. I didn't feel like any of these shots kind of stood out for me, except the one with Kylo walking through the waves and everything. That, was a that cool shot, shot was, like, probably my favorite out of it. I'm pretty sure RJ would agree with that, too. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um. And I felt like the best character out of this is possibly Kylo Ren out of like, like he has probably like the weirdest, like consistency. He's the most consistent character out of the trilogy. He's the one with the full arc apart from Luke, I would say. I kind of and don't agree with that because there's a lot of things that he just straight up drops and ignores with like how he does in Force Awakens, like because he has that Darth per- Darth Vader persona that he kind of like wants to replicate. But I just feel like out of nowhere, Snoke just dis- disowns that. And he's just like, you've been training them for how long, and you're just now saying, "What are you doing? Stop looking ridiculous." <laughs> I'm because like how long the Palpatine clones? It's that's when the movie lost me. Palpatine. RJ, how'd you feel about the Snoke clones? Um, I felt that it was, it made sense later on and is part of the whole thing that I feel like m- the main thing that people complain about in this movie, which I'm sure we'll get to later on as we get near like the actual like end fight and everything. 
Um, I feel like that ties into that fairly well. Um, it, granted, it's ridiculous, genuinely. It is. Uh, it's so funny to look at. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but in in the extent that I am going to use it as a defense later on, the fact that it is present, I'm going to use it in a way that you know will help me defend my, my point of view. It is ridiculous, but the fact that it is there and it is present does explain part of it later on. But yeah, that's it. That, I was, I was going to say, I don't, I, I, I should probably say, I, I strongly dislike The Last Jedi, but I don't absolutely hate it, and I don't hate this yeah. one. I just think it's hilarious how bad they took this direction, honestly. Yeah, I don't really hate any Star Wars. But you're cutting out oh, from me, Hector. Sorry. That that's my phone's fault. That's fucking that's the app's fault. You know. So but it's okay. making us money, so I can't complain. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, um What about you, Hector? Do you hate any of these sequels? I mean I hate this one. Uh, okay, so okay, seeing this movie for the first time, I hated it. Like everything about it just kind of pissed me off because um it it to me it felt just like you know it's it trying to ignore the last Jedi and it's like trying to reverse everything back. But at the same time, it's trying to wrap everything up. So it feels so. It feels like trying to combine so many things at once, which it just it really. It was just something that really bothered me watching it the first viewing. Um, I, I didn't like the twist at the end. I still don't, but I that part just kind of just I rolled my eyes watching it. But um, this is also like you know that part from at the beginning of the movie when Poe was like somehow Palpatine has returned and just that face he makes that was my that was just me throughout the my first experience or first viewing. But um, I mean I've watched it again, especially on um when it came on Disney Plus. Um, I don't hate it as much. I don't have that full of hate as I did first viewing, but. I, I still have a lot of problems with it. It's, but I won't deny that it's actually a really, it's an entertaining movie to watch. But like I said, um, I don't necessarily like all his techniques that he does. But J.J. Abrams should have had the whole entire trilogy to or just give it to another director. And it's either way, do one of that. Yeah, I felt like J.J. tried to refix everything when another director would have could have taken it like try to just be like okay the last one happened let's just not talk about it and just continue but when JJ just absolutely tries to fix everything that happens I would have rather if they were going to do that kind of approach that they just wouldn't mention anything and just continued on mm-hmm. if they had if, if the fans were really that upset about it then I would rather just forget about it than actually Retroactively, yeah. Um, how'd you guys feel about all the characters? The only one that I felt like had anything interesting going on was Kylo. Yeah, that's the same thought. Because um, um oh. for me, I actually felt like, like I said during our talk about the last, um. To me, this is where we kind of see Ray for like the first time be not perfect. Like, like I was 
oh, she comes around at the end and everything, but you know, we actually saw conflict and challenge in regards to her. And that was, like, kind of relieving because I was really worried that they were just going to go through the whole thing with her never having a single, like, flaw or error. But we finally got to see that she was, like, human. And um, I thought that was really big for her. And then, obviously, you know, Ben, his whole thing just incredible, and I loved it so much. Um, Poe, I feel like his whole, like, where they were like, wait, you were a smuggler? And he's like, yeah, you were a scavenger. We can do this all day. That that felt a little, like, forced and, like, way too... That, that felt like, like avoiding an explanation with humor, which, like, eh, you know, sure. Yeah. But, um... You know, I, I thought that was at least some sort of development in a very weird and rapid way to Poe's character a little more. Um, I don't know. I don't remember anything about that one, the black girl that rode the, like, horse things. She I, was like a next stormtrooper. That's all I knew. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that faction or anything that had to do with Poe, or Finn, I mean, in regards to that. It's pretty forgettable. Um, I I felt like the whole Poe thing was just an unneeded exploration for Poe. Like, when he was like, when there was that one scene where he mentions, like, how do you know to hotwire that thing? I was just like, he's a pilot. I think he yeah. knows how to do that. Yeah, it was, but I liked Babu Frick. And, uh, <laughs> at least they had a purpose to go there, though. And instead of, like, with the casino planet, like, I felt there was really no purpose yeah. to that. Like, I know to go find the, the yeah. code breaker dude um, who ended up turning on them anyway and was pretty much useless, so it felt like there was no point to it. But at least there was, like, a point and an end goal that ended up working out from them going to this place and exploring Poe's past. So. And they gained allies from it, which was, you know. It does lead up to the climax of the movie, kind of. Yeah. So I felt it was, like, at least, you know, a little... It, it wasn't, like, completely unnecessary. There was necessity to it, to a degree. Uh, um, uh, I was going to talk about a plot hole real quickly. You want um, re- One thing I really like about The Rise of Skywalker, which I kind of wish they did a little more of, is the... the I wish there was more of Ray, Finn, and Poe, because I love all three of them together. They're a lot more fun. And I kind of wish they they were a little... There was a little more of them. Yeah, I think the three of them together is definitely a good, better than each of them separate, honestly. It's, like I said in The Force Awakens, they should have been together yeah. the entire time. I agree. But, um, the plot hole I was going to mention with was the whole C-3PO situation. Because I know you haven't seen the prequels, uh, Hector, but RJ, you know C-3PO is technically built yeah. okay, I knew Skywalker. That. But how, how did nine-year-old Anakin know how to program him not to translate Sith language? I didn't know Sith language was a thing. Well, I mean, yeah, you can consider that, but then you got to remember that he was completely white after episode three. So they could have just something that they put in after episode three when the whole Sith uprising thing came in. Okay, that does. That actually makes a bit sense. Because at that point, why would you want to have him, you know, have the potential to, like, have like, you know. Um, 
But other than that, yeah, there's no way that a nine-year-old should have been like, you know what, I'll have him learn everything, but not sit. You should get that one, especially when the space wizard showed up, and he was like, oh, my God, is that an angel? Like, <laughs> He's like, I saw your laser sword. Now, I knew you guys were coming, so I made sure to program this robot I built the right nine not to transfer. Thanks, 34 years. Um, um, so how'd you go I felt like I, I forgot to mention um, we forgot about Chewie just like how we always forget Chewie they fucking blew him up uh, I, uh, there was two there were, fake out deaths, there were fake out deaths I will admit that was kind of deep I'm not a fan of fake out deaths at all no. first there was Chewie then it was Carla Rune um Technically, no, technically uh, C3, technically, technically C3PO, because wiping of a memory yeah. is killing a character. No, I, yeah. Then R2 gives him his memory back all of a sudden. Then you think Kylo might die. Then she heals him. Then then Ray technically dies. Then Ray uh, Kylo yeah. heals her. Yeah, when Kylo Ren died, I was like, say psych. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really thought that would be a, a very terrible end. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and address it now because I know it's coming. The force healing thing is very cheap. I, that was really cheap and kind of undermined a lot of the past situation with, like, you know, the entire reason that Darth Vader became who he, who he is and everything. And, and Qui dying and all the other shit that could have just been solved with the force heal in an instant, like Ray can do. That's and true. Um, that we really see it is like oh, in the fucking oh. Mandalorian, which basically has nothing to do with, you know. I think that was executed well with the force healing. In, in the Mandalorian, yeah, no, they did a good job with that. Yeah. Um, but you haven't I, watched I, the Mandalorian. I watch that. It's a good show. Gosh, that's good. I really, it's, I like it. We'll get to that. Yeah, we will. There will be another episode, no. sure. But um, but yeah, I felt it was a little cheap and like a bit of a cop out in this movie as well. I feel like it was, like you said with JJ earlier, how we kind of rushed these things. It it all did feel really rushed, and you know, I could use the defense of well, he was playing with a bad hand from the from the last Jedi and trying to work off of that. But he kind of did ignore it, so there's not really any working off of something that you pretty much ignore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I felt like there was just kind of a shit situation dealt to Ryan and JJ, and they both just kind of tried to ignore each other, and it ended up not working out well for either of them. So, yeah. uh, What's her name? Uh, Kathleen Kennedy? Yeah, that's her name. That's her um, she definitely should have planned out an entire trilogy before even considering making a new Star Wars yeah, sure. movie. Um, that's uh, still she is planning a Ryan Johnson trilogy where it's just him making his own trilogy, which he sh- they should have done with with him. I don't know. I think they were going to go with the Marvel Marvel approach, where they where each film is made by a different director. And I think they were going to do that with Star Wars, but because of the reception The Last Jedi got, they 
I guess they just wanted to like you know bring back the familiarity, try to you know get the fans to earn their fans trust, which is why I think why they brought JJ back. I feel like a lot of people what Marvel does, but it doesn't quite work with other places like it does with Marvel. They have a very like unique formula for a lot of things like comedy and directing and like chronology that really only work for them. And I was gonna say, it's under the, it's like all the Marvel stuff under the, like under the supervision of Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige actually understands how it's working and everything. He, he's not like yeah. that. He actually plans it out. And each well, they direct- both have been like executive like producers should- back in the day. Kathleen Kennedy worked on um, like a lot of the, a lot of the classic '80s movies. So she's been in the game for a while. It's just, you know, I kind of wish she. Did a little bit of a better job with Star Wars. Yeah, it's not as much of a passion project for her like it is for Feige with Marvel. I think it does feel that way. You know, you know, you know who should have taken control of the Star Wars trilogy? James Gunn. No, don't you dare add me. I have 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 done it. Guardians is is his baby. I think he's more caring about that than Star Wars. He he even said he was never interested in making a Star Wars. It's really neat. He tweeted that one. It's really niche. Like his his kind of films are like Guardians. It's it's really niche. I don't think Star Wars would have done well with him. Maybe Spielberg? No, that's he's too old. Not he wouldn't have done well with Star Wars. I just don't think Star Wars would have done well with him as well. Yeah. Well, with how he's earned his credit now, I think, like, hear me out. Just like with how his credits worked out now, I think with how he works well with his characters. Because, like, if you think about it, like when you rewatch the original Guardians, like Yondu was an interesting character, but he just didn't have a whole lot to him. Nebula, I didn't really care about her to be honest when I first saw the first movie, and I felt like. The relationship with all the guardians of the family as a dynamic not working well together. I felt like maybe James Gunn can actually make a family that works together and has a dynamic that, that tears them apart well. And then with how he integrates other characters with other characters, like with Yondu and Rocket, I feel like he could have done that well. And instead of forgetting about Nebula, he actually expanded upon her. Yes, it could have been his. I know Guardians is his baby, but technically in his hands, I think he could have possibly made his own baby with a Star Wars trade. Maybe. Actually, I think I know who would be a really good guy to um, take over um, Star Wars. I got two. Um, the, who's the guy? Do you guys know who created the Clone Wars? Or like the main folks, um, the main dude? Uh, David Filoni. I think he could have. Yeah. I think he could potentially like do a really good job with star wars because um i watched the behind the scenes on disney plus with the mandalorian he gave off like this huge interpretation on how that um on his view on duel of the fates from the phantom menace which i've never seen and you know i i just never really had that much thought into it apart from the fight but he gives off like this really just good interpretation i'm like okay this guy clearly is a good storyteller oh he worked on the last airbender so yeah, this guy clearly is a good storyteller. Oh. And um, Are you, do you mean the movie or uh, the show? The movie, or no, the show. The show. Okay. Yeah. He also worked on the man. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I think he did yeah. an episode. 
Which actually brings me up to the other one. I think John Favreau should be the new focus, or should be like the main head of. Yeah. Um, he could do Star a good Wars. job as well, for sure. Um, I don't disagree with David, but John Favreau, I like how he. Honestly, the only movie that I really liked from him out of the Marvel was the first Iron Man. Iron Man Two was almost forgettable, but. I just feel like he's, I don't know, necessarily, like, I don't think, I don't think he could have handled that too well. I think if the, like, if the directors, actually, if Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams actually sat down and talked to each other and worked out what they wanted to do, then I think this could have worked out well. But I just think that J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson weren't the ones for this trilogy because J.J. Abrams storytelling and then Ryan Johnson trying to make his own thing, I just felt like it didn't work out because they're two different ideas clashing together and neither one wanted to stick with each other. Because I feel like J.J. Abrams wanted to take it into a direction, but I just feel like he didn't know what direction he wanted to take it in. Because if you guys remember, like, the entire subplot with how Maz Kanata found Luke's saber is completely gone. That's never even mentioned again out of The Force Awakens. And I'm still really lost about that. No, I definitely am curious about that as well. Like, last we know, that thing plummeted into, like, fucking space because he dropped it. Um, in Cloud City, right? Yeah. So how I don't know. Beyond me. I don't know. It's, I just felt like there's these two long directors in their own hand. I feel like Ryan Johnson could have made a good movie, if a Star Wars movie, if he made his own spinoff, like how. Rogue One and Solo, I think you could have made a good one of those. Not That's true. An actual trilogy one, though. If I think he should, he he should have earned his chops about earning. He should have earned his chops by making his own solo movie. Then he could have made a. I think he if he if he earned it and people received it well, he yeah, could have made a trilogy eventually. Hector, are you there? I'm sorry about that sound. You're good. Are you at work? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Hector? Um, uh, how, RJ, he's gone right now. Tell me what you enjoyed. Tell me something you enjoyed. Something I enjoyed about, about episode nine. Honestly, like, yeah. I just really liked the of the whole thing um i thought that they did the duality with ray and tyler's character with lord and it was really interesting um you know they did something that was like questionable with the whole like i don't remember what did they call it again when there's two of them that are one yeah that's right the dyad and the force the dyad. was interesting like we'd never seen something like that it'd been hinted at kind of but it was like never actually like put forth in scenes. It was really interesting to see that. And 
I I liked it. I really thought it yeah. made up a lot of cool things, and like Kylo's turn to the light side was really interesting, and like just the exploring around and bringing everything to this big grand conclusion, and it was it was really fun to watch. I think it was one of the best cinematic experiences that I've had in a the theater. I, there's a few like technical like 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 physical problems I guess with the dyad that I have like how they how that actually works and everything maybe if they explore it more if they had a chance to explore it more it could have been more fleshed out but I felt like it was a weird inclusion but it was interesting yeah, I thought it was pretty funny and interesting um, I'm glad they actually um gave Chewie some tro- chops in the face. It, it hurt me when I thought Chewie died. This... Like I know we talked about the face, death, but I was like, I was actually really hurt when I thought Chewie died. I I thought he actually died too. Then the moment yeah. when he finds out Leia died, that hurt me too because like, And it sounds bad to say, but gone, I'm glad that they finally, you know, finished off Leia. Um. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm That's glad that they finally. Talk about. There's a couple of things that we like breezed over with the last Jedi that are like, or not even that we just kind of skipped over that are so ridiculous they don't even deserve talking about, like the Leia mm-hmm. scene and Snoke. Like those, those two things are just so obscene. I don't even. Oh my god. They, they're so dumb that it, they write themselves. Every criticism we have is is, is all fleshed out with how dumb they are. But um, I was glad that she finally got something, and it was a noble one too. You know, like to see her kind of go and and help guide yeah. Kylo, which is you know what she would have done. It was interesting to see her, you know, be like, you know, we got to see her train with Luke and everything. I thought that was interesting. It was I don't know. Uh, um, I'm for her. I'm honestly all in for her. Should have died in too, the last but Jedi. Considering but that that didn't happen, and this is what we were left with, I feel like yeah, a good job was definitely done. There, I kind of felt like some of the scenes were. This is no part on anything on them, but it's just like some of her scenes were a little awkward. If yeah. that makes sense, no, I'm just how you. it I'm looked and how she acted, like what they had. It was all the works kind of our knowledge that, of like honestly, she is gone, and we like know that like we were like looking for how they possibly could have done it. I think also help make that awkward. And I feel like it's just like our brains know that she's gone, but we're seeing her in this, and it's just. It makes us yeah. doubt it and everything. I, I'm, I was hoping that like what they do was maybe I think it would have been cheap, but like I think it would have. I also would have been satisfied with it if maybe, uh, like her death was like the opening of the movie, like they're having a yeah, panel. Yeah, I her. agree. I think I would have okay with that as well. I know that the uh, the main gripes that everybody has with the movie is that it Ray killing Palpatine or whatever undermines the entire point of the rest of the movie. 
Um, and yeah. I, I wish Hector was here because I'd be curious to see what he says about having not seen the prequels and everything. Um, I really don't think that it undermined it that much, honestly. Like, to me, Anakin did defeat Palpatine. As far as the, the universe is concerned, for a very long time, Palpatine was defeated. And if it is a clone, like, you know, he has stated and we've seen or whatever, then Anakin still did what he was supposed to do. All Ray did was clean up the men, really, honestly. Like, that's that's what had happened. Um, like... And there's a line in there. And, you know, I feel like the ending scene, definitely, there should have been, like, Anakin should have been, like, at least a Force ghost or something. I feel like... And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's a business. There's money involved. You know, there's only so much you can do. But I feel like, you know, the Force ghost would have been a nice touch. But the voices alone were really incredible and really powerful and touched my heart quite a bit. So... I felt the voices and everything. Like there's um I was gonna say an added a nice touch with um with Anakin like confirming that he was the one that saved him because like he said like um he was like bring back the force like what like I once did because like that was kind of yeah. confirming that he did do that. Like it was. I don't think that it undermines the previous at all. To me, the the sequel trilogy is its own like entire three movies that don't have too much of a part in the other sticks. Like, it just kind of is its own. Like, the prequels directly led into the the other, uh, the actual original trilogy, but the original trilogy did not tie directly into the sequels. It's... Yeah, and I, and I, I completely understand people that just hate the sequels because it retroactively destroys, like, the original, I kind of, I didn't sympathize with that and everything, but I, yeah, I kind of, I feel like if you can do that, then you can appreciate that movie more because, like, that movie really is really cool. And I think that, you know, the visuals are really cool, the force powers, you know, seeing that Ray isn't perfect, seeing that Kylo truly is a light side, you know, he is one with the light side, you know, seeing his redemption, um, the dyad in the force, all of that is really, really neat. Uh, gathering everything together, Lando coming back, all this stuff happened. That, you know, sure, there's, you know, really the big gripe is that it undermined the rest of the movie, but I just don't know if I agree with that. You know, I feel like if you, if you look for reason for it to do that, if you look for reason for it to do that, then, then yeah, that's what it's going to be. But, you know, you shouldn't actively seek for something to destroy out. So I think you should, if it's present and available, then yeah, like what happened with Luke in The Last Jedi, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you feel about Luke's um, scene in this? You know what? I thought that it was, it was appropriate. Um, I love, you know, any chance I get to see Luke will make me happy. So, you know, I was I like seeing Han again. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I love seeing Han again. You know, it was great to see Lando. It was you know, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I really like that movie, like a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I. It's hilarious and how retroactive is trying to fix itself to me. But if you like that movie, I can yeah. understand why. And I just it, that it's just kind of lost me in it. But it's definitely um, not perfect. It's definitely well, not perfect by any means. There was a lot that was you yeah. know especially with them bouncing back and forth between directors and everything and ignoring the past movie, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't... But I feel like it was still enjoyable and it wrapped everything up, you know, pretty well. I just... I I liked it, you know. I don't have a whole lot of complaints with the movie. I see why people do, but, you know, it's just... To me, it's Star Wars. You know, it's beautiful. And it was really incredible to see it all come to this conclusion in my lifetime. I thought that was really awesome. And I'm, I'm happy that I got to be part of it. Yeah. Um, how'd you feel about the ending with um, She's Ray um, Skywalker? I don't think she deserves to be called Skywalker. Um, but I get why they did it. Uh, you know, but yeah, I don't think she's necessarily deserved of that title. But it was a cute little touch. Alright. I was gonna say that I for one actually hated it. Not surprising, but um it's not for the reasons that I just hate I absolutely hate Ray. I mean I kind of dislike I really dislike her but it's just um it's that's that was Luke's and Anakin's thing. That was that was their title and I was just thinking like because Luke necessarily didn't like Luke came from almost nothing. Like yeah his father was Anakin Skywalker but it was just that he had like his father's name was almost stained with like Dane, like right, like how Anakin was an actual respected Jedi. Then he turned into a like a Sith, and he betrayed the Council, and he killed all the Jedi. And I thought like Luke bringing back like glory to his name would meant something special to it. And I thought necessarily that Ray should have just claimed Palpatine, and then she did that for herself. Yeah, I definitely didn't like her. You know, whole Skywalker. It was cute, but I don't know. And the Skywalker was Ben, and they they killed him, which made me really sad. But he was the Skywalker. You know, he was the one. He was the last Skywalker. He rose. He was the Skywalker, and they they ended up killing him, off, which made me really sad. I would have loved to have seen him go on. It broke my heart that that he died. So, uh, remember when we were watching that one little stupid fan-made Star Wars movie, and it was just that random Padawan dude that dies, and then he comes back as a Force ghost, and we both looked at each other, and we're like, he has to train to do that. He can't automatically come back from that. Yeah. Remember that? I was kind of thinking the same thing with Kylo, because I was like, I I, I don't think he ever trained for that. Like, there's no... 
there's no off-screen time, like, necessarily where he could have been doing that when he was exploring, like, the dark side and just the force with Luke. And I was just thinking, like, sorry, but he should... I don't remember him coming back as a force ghost. He didn't, but it kind of brings up a problem with Anakin because Luke burned his body, but he came back as a force ghost, too. Well, Qui-Gon's body was burned and then force ghosts, you know? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I just I like that movie. Um, I don't know; it's not perfect, but I, I, you know, I never went in there expecting it to. You know, I went there with fairly low expectations, and it exceeded them. And I think it's probably top four favorite Star Wars movies for me. Oh my! It is. It is. You know, and it could just be because I'm such a Ben Solo fanboy. And because I got to experience it, you know, and I got to see all these wonderful things that I love so much all come together to a close in it. I don't know. If you had to rank all the movies, I know you just put... Skywalker at four, but if you had to rank them all, what would you put? Um, shit, what are there, 11 of them? Yeah. Yeah, I would put... Yeah. Phantom... Uh, yeah, From I would probably... bottom to top. Don't know. Mm. Yeah. Probably Rogue One at the bottom. I put Rogue One at the bottom, then Phantom Menace, then Last Jedi... Um, then probably Attack of the Clones. Um, let me think. Then probably Episode 7. Then, oh fuck, it gets tough the closer up you get. Seven, I already said. Um, and then I would put probably then probably solo, and then six. Um, let's see, six, and then four. Uh, then nine, then five, and three? That that doesn't seem like enough. Am I missing some? I think that's all of them. Three, five, nine. Wait, I feel like, am I missing one? No, that's 11, right? Yeah, I think, because you did the nine films, then Solo, and 
Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So my top three is episode three, episode <laughs> five, episode nine. In that order, I think. So. Nice. Um. For me, I'd probably say bottom Phantom Menace. The Last Jedi, Rogue One, Attack of the Clones, Attack uh, of the Clones, then Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens, Force Awakens, Episode 6, uh, Solo, New Hope. Empire than Revenge of the Sith. So we we both have Revenge of the Sith and Empire but, uh, at one to two. So yeah. yeah, those are both phenomenal movies. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think overall, I would give Rise of Skywalker like a seven point five or an eight. Honestly, like to me, that's 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 my that's my rating of it. Seven point five. I'll say seven point five will be my, my um, rating on it. Heck. Okay. Uh, Hector and I. Hector texted me, and told me to stop. He said oh, like he right, got disconnected well. from us. Okay. Just trying to reconnect. Okay, I heard I did hear all of your guys' conversations. Oh, you did. So, but I, I guess my phone, my AirPods just turned off, which I guess didn't allow me to, you know, I guess the microphone turned off or something. Yeah. Well, we were quite concerned. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm very proud of you guys for keeping it going. You guys actually made it in. You guys did a great job. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah. You being all professional and all that. Yeah. But I'm sure you want right. to add your tidbits to it too. Uh, are you going to invite RJ? Yeah, I just sent him the thing. All right. I'm going to just keep, I'm just going to like just think about, uh, wrap up my thoughts with Rise of Skywalker. I had a lot of stuff to say, but I'll, I'll save them for later. Because I know the guy wrap this up. I'm not gonna we're not gonna brush it, but okay, so this will definitely be a two parter. I'll make the Game of Thrones episode um its own thing and make this Star Wars one its own thing. So Okay. That's the plan. Hey. You guys hear me? Yeah. Alright, good. Can you guys hear me? That's the real question. Yes. Okay. Hopefully this doesn't happen again. But okay, uh, he heard everything we said. RJ just couldn't talk. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I was about to say I can't. I, I don't know how much of that I can repeat. I gotta get to bed here shortly. So. Okay. No, I, I. Um, I guess my overall thoughts of Rise Skywalker. I'll try to. Hear. Um, I think it's a little too fast for me. I think I didn't like that it contradicts a lot what it of what the last shit I did. Um. Despite that, it is an entertaining movie. Um, I can, 
Um, I mean, as a fan, I can just ignore this and not, you know, allow it to be part of the, the my my Star Wars story. But um, yeah, it was interesting to hear you um, hear that you like it, RJ. Um, you do bring up some good thoughts, and I I do. Uh, um, I mean, my opinion hasn't changed, but um, you know, I don't hate the movie, and you know, it's it's nice to see someone who enjoys a movie that I'm not a fan of. Um, I guess for me, it just didn't work. I didn't like right Ray Skywalker because I I didn't like the idea of her becoming being like a somebody or being something for somebody related to another famous character. Um, I think the Ray Skywalker thing had a lot of potential. Um, I think I like the idea of it that it's her making her own identity, and I think that's what they were going for all throughout the whole series, but. Uh, I think it could have just been executed a little better. I love Adam Driver. Kylo Ren is the best Star Wars character. Um, that's no, that's that's just it. That's the tweet, I guess. Um, I, I guess I'll give this. Uh, this one's a five. You know, it's. I was very underwhelmed, but at the same time, you know, I can just ignore it and you know not make a big deal about it. I like Ray's lightsaber though. It's actually really yeah. Cool. I thought that was pretty cool actually as well. The the sound de- yeah. design on that was awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I guess I'll do my Skywalker ranking or something. Yeah. Star Wars ranking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't seen the prequels. So that's basically I've seen eight movies. That's right. <laughs> okay, so I guess from worst to best, Clone Wars definitely. The Clone Wars movie is definitely the worst. Um, I will put Rogue One next. I don't, I, I, I just never, that movie just never comes into my mind ever. Then it'll be Rise of Skywalker. What else? Um, then it'll be The Force Awakens. Then Return of the Jedi. Then The Last Jedi. Then A New Hope and Empire. Well, at least we all collectively is, like Empire. Yeah, it's easily like the best mate. It's the best movie out of all. It's of them. really well. Like done. that one actually is. Yeah, it's just me and RJ enjoy the hell out of Orange of the Pacific. Oh my gosh, there's just something about that. Yeah, movie, a lot of people I know love that movie. So good. Uh, one day I'll watch the prequels. I may not like it as much as you guys since I don't have that nostalgia factor, which is why I haven't seen it. Yeah. I know everyone's telling me to go watch them, and I'm like, I know for certain I'm not going to like them. So why should I tell them, you know, what they want, what they don't want to hear? That's fair. Maybe I'll like them. I feel like you, you will be disappointed by one and two, um, but I feel like three. I heard they're pointless. Two has some good moments. One has like one good moment. Two has some good moments. Three is just a pretty damn awesome movie. I I think you'll appreciate that one definitely more than the other two. You and McGregor right. carries those movies on his back. Yes, sir, he does. <laughs> is that why his back hurt a lot? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, thank you, RJ, for doing Yeah, that, thank you guys for having me, man. Honestly, yeah, thanks, this, was, man. this was a lot of fun. I really yeah. appreciate you guys yeah. letting me share my opinions and all that. So. And if, uh, of course, if you want, uh, you can come back and join us, too. Like, we would actually like Yeah, that. you're very welcome. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, let me let me know if you guys uh, have anything else uh i don't know anything that you're in tonight we'll be able to share my defense on so i don't watch as many movies as you guys do yet but uh you know 
if there's ever anything, uh, yeah, shoot me in. Uh, I'd love to hear from it. So we could, we could probably like sometimes do Marvel movies. Oh, we'll, we'll do that. That's gonna be a big fucking yeah, episode. Yeah, have to be like a. We're gonna, we're gonna have to do like yeah. one by one. If that's but the I'm case. down. Yeah. You know I love me some Marvel. I got my all my freaking Marvel merch up on my wall right now. So. Oh, yeah. We, I think we're all Marvel fans. Yeah, we're gonna definitely do one an episode. Yeah, sounds like fun. But, yeah. but I won't be. But thank you guys time. so much, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll catch you all later. Catch you. See you. All right, let's try to wrap this up. So that concludes our two-parter episode. Uh, it, of course, you know. Um, if you guys want to listen to more, uh, just look up Hector and Devin's podcast. We are pretty much everywhere. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, Anchor, which is what we use to record these episodes. Um, if you guys want to just you know follow me more on Instagram, you can, guys can follow me through hrodriguez underscore 3R. On Instagram, you can look at me for underscore... Alnia, A L N I A underscore. And you guys can you can follow at least follow me for updates uh, on this on the podcast. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed our two parter, our Game of Thrones discussion, and our Star Wars discussion. Uh, there's a lot. There's going to be a lot more to come. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, everybody. Have a good one. And thank you, Devin, for. Uh, recording with me. No problem. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.